Enthusiasm with multi-tonal voice. Yes. 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 Fantastic. Fantabedose. Hello, Lee Dobson. Do how, how do you pronounce your last name? Dobson. Dobson. Do Dobson. Dobson. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's not hard. D O B Dob. Son. Doctor Dobson. Doctor Dobson. Do you remember that when you were in school they used to say like the last names used to be, like if you're like a miller, it means it used to have like a mill back in the day. Mm. You know, or like, and was it the Anglo-Saxons used to be like if you're Jameson, you're like son of James. So what would Dobson be like your son of Dob? Dobby Dob the house elf. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that came after the name. Uh, did it though? Go Google it. I'm gonna Google it actually. Put up, Lee. Thompson meaning. Yeah, hards. Yeah. The hards. ancestors of the name Dobson date back to the Anglo-Saxon tribes of Britain. The name oh, is derived from when the Dobson. Uh, oh, hang on. I've misspelled my own name. <laughs> this is Donson. Donson. Doctor Donson. Doctor Donson. Uh, <laughs> Medi anyway, medieval yeah. English origin. There we go. We'll leave it as wow. that. Wow, fascinating. There we go. What's yeah, that? I wonder what like your ancestors were like five, six hundred years ago. You've done the <laughs> test. Oh yeah, you've done the ancestry.com, was it? Yeah, the ancestry.com. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was very British, actually. I was. I was hoping for something a bit Full more, a bit more spicy in there. Spicy in there. <laughs> but yeah, it. Yeah, left with a lot more questions than answers, really. But it said seventy percent British, and then there was a lot of yeah, a lot of European. Oh yeah. The, the sort of Scandinavian, and then Southern European, and then there was the odd. I was one percent European Jew. Oh, that's very oh. good. Yeah, and then there's a little yeah, there's a little wisp of Southeast Asia in there. Less than one percent. You got a bit of spice in there. Great great uncle had a good trip to. A yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> And <laughs> had a had a hell of a weekend in Bangkok. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, so we were just just discussing, weren't we, how uncandid we should be on on the podcast? Just how? Yeah. Do, I we, mean, do I you think, think they're things we shouldn't shouldn't talk about, or is everything fair game? Because I well, bringing I everyone on, I think this is all just an experiment. Which what does I think we should. Just to clarify, get... everything here is alleged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, yeah. Um, yeah. We should get our, our guests to to guide us through. What, what like an, think, you need yeah. to get like some documentation, like and a release <laughs> form. And then... Yeah, because the, the podcasts are like most are when people are people are just totally honest about. Yeah, things. you need to get. And like, like, a lot of them are, you know, they're in business and things, and they don't seem to worry about too much. Well, some do. But some just, some just totally honest and just say. The best kind of podcast presenter is one that can get their guests to let their guard down. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't sign for that. Hey, <laughs> Dan, hold him down. <laughs> Where's that release form? Um, but yeah, like, well, I guess a good example recently is Elon Musk, who obviously stopped, has plummeted since that podcast of him smoking. It's ridiculous, isn't it? I'm sure we'll go back up though. Interesting though, how why, why would that? Why would that? Why would that cause it to plummet? <laughs> because there's such a anti-marijuana. Well, not even that. It's such a PC brigade on the internet these days. 
Like he done this. Oh, I'm gonna pull out, and then all these old, old style, old book investors are like, mm, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do that investment anymore. But then the new style, like Millennium book investors, yeah. are like, yeah, that's cool. It'll bounce back. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's just a quick shock to the system. It's I think it'll get way stronger because of it. I do. Man, it's pretty good. 100%. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's also done well for his brand as well because obviously everyone's talking about him now, like even we are. Mm. But everyone still wants a Tesla. Imagine the influence that he'll get from our podcast right now. Mm. Massive, massive growth. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like we were talking about, me talking about mushroom experiences on the first podcast, like whether, whether, it's a, whether I should be talking about that sort of thing. But I'll... I don't know. I like. I, I feel like that's the beauty of the the medium. I was saying. I'll but say, then, should I be more cautious thinking? Or wait, didn't you allegedly take this though? Allegedly, allegedly yeah, yeah, a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I spoke to you about this earlier, and I was saying like, I this is basically like, imagine if we're just going to the pub. Yeah. And like we're just not at the pub. Yeah. Just hanging out. Just in so the dance bedroom. That's the beauty of it. Is that just say what the hell you want? Yeah, like. I'd like to celebrate today that I've gone two months without watching pornography. It's pretty hardcore. Thank you. Just, just the one clap. <laughs> Real supportive group we've got. <laughs> that was like, that's a hard one. Yeah. That's that's a, like, well, <laughs> that's, that's, that's ultimate blue ball. Mm. Yeah. How's it? How's it affected you? Uh, it's all right. I'm, I'm feeling, feeling. I mean, it's the right decision. I don't, very, very I don't lonely. think it's. <laughs> I don't think it's good for the brain. The, the old, the old porn. It's, uh, yeah, I remember Vivo saying something about that. Mm-hmm. To be fair, though, depends, like but depends, having... depends how you depends what sort of person. I've got a, I've got an addictive personality, mm. so it's not good for me. How but if you could, if you can use it safely and sensibly, then <clears> I th- <laughs> then, then I think carry on. <laughs> what's, what's your relationship with porn? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I'd say I'd say a regular once a day is a, is a yeah. It's the doctor away. So, so that's, you say that's, that you say that while I'm sitting in your bed right now. Yeah. It's like, mm. yeah. See that's yeah. Don't touch the bed. <laughs> so that's perfectly perfectly healthy relationship. What about you? you uh, since I've moved out, it's the gone. The, it's since I've moved out to my own place, yeah. the intake has gone up somewhat. Has it? Mm. I think there's no there's no scare of. Yeah. People walking in. Now. But then there's the blinds open or blinds closed. Or if I want to like a little danger wank, yeah, I leave it a little open so that like, you can get a little peek. <laughs> <laughs> my feet. Not quite sure. Oh my um, But no, yeah, I think once a day. Yeah. At the moment. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Sorry, mum. <laughs> yeah. See, I had a solid eight-year period of. Between five, a, five, five to heavy, ten a day. I, I remember your world record. You was a heavy doser, wasn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. I can't do anything in moderation. That addictive person. Yeah. Got yeah, a PB to break. Yeah, all or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. I think mm. it's the right decision. But then, what's the difference? Like, I think there's such a difference in quality between when you were younger. There was like you never knew a porn. Mm. And then when now you've got full access to anything in the world. Just that constant, yeah, just constant variation. And our brains just didn't evolve to have access to that. Yeah, whatever. Shout out to Pete. Shout out to Pete. <laughs> what my granddad. <laughs> <laughs> Him and his Harley Davidson. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pete's, Pete's seen it all. <laughs> He's living a good life. Yeah. He's living it. Yeah, he is. And his bachelor pad on the pond. Mm. Mm. And the, uh, the massage chair. Yeah. The oxygen tanks. Yeah. Yeah, he's got it. He's got, got it made. <laughs> yeah. He's got an enormous reading machine now as well, so he can read books. You, know, you put the books under it and it, it's like a, mi a microscope that magnifies it on a big screen. Oh, so it's screen. like back in primary school, you put the sheets on the projector. Like, yeah. yeah, but then it goes on a big screen yeah. and you can scroll across and read. He's got, yeah, he's got everything. Although he's had a really bad ear infection for the last month. But other than that... A month long ear infection? Yeah. Weird. It's one of those spiders that are just crawling around him. Yeah. <laughs> Must be it. Your wildlife garden's doing too well. Mm. too many wildlife there. Yeah. Just tarmac it all. <laughs> just bulldoze. Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that'll solve it. But, yeah. yeah. So what's new with you, Lee? How's it been since you got your own place? Loving it. It's been a month today, actually. Is it? Yeah. Um, love the freedom, I think, more than anything. Mm. I can just have people around when I want. Mm. Be as loud as I want. I can't wait for the day. The thing is, like, as much as I'd love to move about, there is something about... I love the independence. That's the thing I always keep thinking, because when I lived in London, like, I used to come home, no one's home, just relaxing. But, like, being home now, I've been here for, like, two years, over two years. And there's always someone home, and it's quite, it is quite welcoming at some Yeah, isn't? there are plus and minuses on both there sides, is. aren't there? But this is where podcasts come in for me, so I've always got podcasts on in the background when I'm cooking, whatever. So it Absolutely. feels like you kind of got some Do you think you're one of those people that like pays those Asian girls to just eat? I mean, I'm not going to rule it out at this stage, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not there yet. <laughs> not there yet. But no, it's a, there's, yeah, it's a bit of a learning curve as well. Like, even the other day, I didn't know whether my chicken had gone off. I just googled it. I was like, "How's my chicken gone up?" Like, oh, an actual actual like, cooking. I was like, I don't know if it's gone up. I bought fresh one. You know, like, could smell it. Yeah, I did smell it in the end. And then I rang my mum up, and she just laughed at me. So I was like, <laughs> "I'm not bringing her again." Adulting. Yeah, adulting like, adult life. Yeah, um, and just even the most boring things like bills now. It's just a bit more stressful. Apart from that, mm. okay. Mm. I can't wait. I can't wait. So tell us about your work. Tell us about Bulldog. Bulldog. How did it how did it come about? What's the evolution been? What's the evolution. Well, so my role is head of strategy, which even though I don't really know what that means. It does just do things. things. Yeah. Bulldog is a digital yeah. media company. It's a digital marketing agency, so if you're gonna to be top of Google, you call us and we do the the magic behind the scenes. Magic. Um oh, but yeah, I was the first employee of Gareth Balls, who's the founder, and then uh, it's 25 of us now, four, four or five years later, so. Mm. Crazy. So you've been it's, uh, having some recent expansions, haven't you? Yeah, it's been, it. well, if you say January last year, there was eight of us, today there's 25, so it's been a rapid growth, but with that is the operational right. side that's not caught up. Is it, so right now mm. we've got a bit of a headache of trying to actually have a proper organisational chart, and having mm. managers and line managers. Yeah, it's been growing so quickly. Yeah. Dan's obviously got a real how? good insight from, as an outsider because <laughs> film, he films in there, yeah. so he how, sees it. How have you decided how to structure the um, growth? Like you say, you take on more people and you need, you want to work out systems. Yeah. And so you say, oh, the charts and stuff. Where do you, where do you go? Where do you start? 
do, I guess you, it's do, like, do you ask, ask other people who have already done it, do courses or research on the internet? Where does it, how do you decide what systems to put in place? Um, I think what's worked well recently for us is getting people either from other agencies or someone that's already got experience that's come in to us. Because we don't know, obviously, as you said, we don't really know how we should do it. So, like, we just took another guy on recently who, who's like an account manager. So he's one that will look you know, look after our clients and speak to them, update them about how it's going. Mm-hmm. He'll come in and be like, you haven't got this, you need to do this, blah, blah, blah. And we'll set up the systems in place. Another one, like, Buzz come in from another agency and he brought a ton of, um, like, wealth of knowledge from that. So mm-hmm. that's been great. But the organic growth, we just, like piss in the wind really we don't really know what we're doing to start with and yeah and then once you get more and more clients coming in like shit we need to fulfill this work which is yeah the realization as you get older that everyone everyone's winging it most of the time oh it's like fake you make it yeah and it's very it's very reassuring when you realize that isn't it you're like oh that's cool everyone's again though i think with the internet now there's a lot of these entrepreneurial entrepreneurs become like sexy on youtube yeah such a fad word Mm. There used to be the traditional sense entrepreneur, which was like, I feel was a bit more respected. But now everyone that's like makes a WordPress a website is like an entrepreneur now. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like that. And then like hustle and all this. I'm like grinding. This is now hustle like grind. the new fad, I guess, where people, you know, people are like, you don't need friends. You need to work 24-7. You don't need to sleep. This and that. And yeah. That actually brings me, I think it was Bill Burr or Joe Rogan that said about how we're not supposed to be communicating through social networks. Like, it's killed, like, our communication between people, friendships, like, a whole, like, swipe left, swipe right mentality <laughs> of, like, not knowing who people are. Yeah. And, like, that's so dangerous. And I guess that affects business as well. There's even, there's even apps now. There's, like, a Tinder, but for entrepreneurs, where you're searching for people to do business stuff with. Mm-hmm. Um, how much do you pay for that? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've had that to my subscription list. Um, but no, I think you're right though. So I've tried to cut. I don't like texting much. I'd rather call people. Yeah, I like instant responses or just even <laughs> gauging someone's response. Like when you're reading a text, you can read that in four or five different ways. Mm. Like, oh, they're pissed off, or oh, they're being yeah. sarcastic or jokey, and then that's when you like start I, thinking. Yeah. Your brain's like, Where I like to actually phone someone up and physically be like, I'd rather do a two minute convo than have a ten minute text. Yeah, and especially if there's like gaps, man. Like with the emails and the like, oh, they haven't responded in half now. I'd rather just want to know the answer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Some like for emails, there's a time and a place for that, especially when in like business world anyway, because you want things in writing. But yeah, phone calls they're much more personal in my opinion, and you can, as I say, just gauge someone's reaction, and you can get stuff done quicker. Mm. See, I've always, yeah, don't like, <clears throat> I don't like phone calls very much because I, I'm quite body language driven <laughs> when it's only voice on the phone yeah. I've always find that I'd rather face to face or or writing but if it was I don't between, like phone calls if much. it was between texting and phone calls yeah would you go full Skype FaceTime no I, I don't know yeah so maybe I'm maybe I'm talking out of my ass. Promise, promise Skype though isn't it they have to have the camera if the camera's not quite in the if what they're looking at is not quite in the right place and they're not looking right in the camera screen and it's that's that's the worst way oh so it looks like you're looking yeah it looks like they're looking away from you while they're talking (laughs) yeah so you have to put Mm. they have to put the you right below 
where their camera is for it to see. Yeah, like I never think of that. Oh, Christ, the amount of I must do when they're pink, when they're like, what the hell is he doing? It's worth, yeah, it's worth thinking about if you just move them yeah, just, just below your your webcam. That, and also where you place the camera, you know, you've got the double chin going on. Well, yeah. <laughs> if we get the right angle. That's what, yeah, I think, yeah. You need, you need to employ a, a lighting beauty uh, makeup. Yeah, I wonder if I know anyone that knows camera work or lighting. Don't know. Do you know anyone? No. No. Um, I don't know, I'll let oh, you know oh, if yeah, I think pages. about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. Should, we, uh, should we send the word out on the Entrepreneur app? Yeah. <laughs> on, Looking on for, for a like <laughs> Entrepreneur <laughs> Tinder. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that's, that's my uh, anyway story of that. Yeah, it's cool. It's been it fun. Is, it's it, been interesting watching it It grow. is really interesting. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine recently about, like, she's been working in the fashion industry for a while now. And it's such dog-eat-dog. Like, people are ruthless. <coughs> and it's such a... F- I mean, this is from my, from my experience as well, but, like, it, you never see who the true people are. It's always a persona. Everyone's got, like, this shield about them because you're always scared you're going to lose your job or someone's going to beat you or something. So it really affects you mentally as well. Mm, and you, like, yeah. you never know how to actually, like, relax and be yourself. But I feel like that's now spread, which used to typically be within fashion and creative industries. But now, especially within digital marketing world or social media it's, world. Yeah, it's very opinionated because there's no real recipe for success, especially like SEO. It, it, was, it is all like, uh, yeah, you're testing and it's your your recipe for how to get that to get to the top of Google. So everyone's got their own opinion. Everyone thinks, oh, I'm better than someone. And then you get these egos now. Like mm-hmm. you, you go on the Twitter, uh, on Twitter for the SEO industry and there's so many egos and think, oh, I'm number one. I'm going to take this guy down, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's just... Do you think there's a lot of, um, with, with what you do, do you think you can, um, what's the word, like work with other people together so like two companies can work together? So like I do that, like in the video production world, I find a lot of people that I I hire to help, help me or like get involved, you know, it's not as much as like, I'm going to make sure I get this job instead of you. It's like, oh, actually, can we work on this together? Um, collaborate, you Yeah, I mean, you can do. I mean, I think... I mean, we've worked with a couple of people before collaborating like PR style, kind of in that essence, where all we have like web developers because we don't have that uh, capacity in house to do that. So we work yeah. with some web developers, etc. So there is, in some essence, yes, you can work. I found that most partnerships or most, or even a white label solution, is never tend to work. There's too much red tape. Yeah, well, like restrictions on their end. Yeah, just like you're passing the message to someone who's got passed to someone else, passed to someone else, and then they don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. And they're trying mm. to give you information, and it just prolongs the uh, campaign, and then the client gets a bit agitated. And I'd rather work directly with a client because you can just cut all that out, yeah. and you've just got direct access to it. Do you, is there any worry about people trying to steal clients as well? Um, you, you set things in place for that. To you like in a contract or whatever that you can't take them on or you can't do this and that to protect you yeah because I was worried about that when I hired like a freelancer because I've got a little book like not it's like an imaginary black book of people that I I've worked with in the past that I know I can rely on yeah and um, when I do get new people on board and I'm like man I hope they like don't if I'm not there if I have to set something up they're not like hey you should totally come do some stuff with us well you, yeah again you just need to have that in place or protect yourself a bit or something but like an NDA <clears throat> yeah so I'm a bit more Maybe I do stuff. one thing you seem to get do very well at Bulldog is having a good 
company culture. Mm. There's a re- feeling of everyone seems to be mates and seems like a, like everyone seem, feels like a team in it together. Yeah. Sort of spirit. Do you think that just is that something you actively work on? Or yeah, hundred percent. Just... Like at the end of the day, it's Bulldog is the people. Like yeah, you don't have a company about the people, so you need to make sure that people are on on board with your mission statement or what you know the, the whole company's about and if you don't get on with your team or you're not enjoying work you're not going to give you best results mm-hmm. so what's the point so yeah we we are quite active in our um culture we did do like a recently like an actual full survey that we sent out to every member of staff and asked them questions like oh what do you like what you don't like what mm-hmm. you like to improved etc mm-hmm. and yeah it's like so they feel like they're they're supporting that as well and <clears throat> I feel like so much of management's um, that, yeah, that emotional intelligence and then working out what makes people tick and saying what okay, what makes you tick? What do you what do you want out of life? How can I help you get Yeah, that? achieve your goal. Like everyone and wants to everyone wants to help each other move forward, like if someone's like struggling a bit, it's not a case of oh they're not they're crap or they're shit. You we want to help them and actually get through that. Mm. And I think, yeah, again, it's just making sure everyone's happy. You spend most of your time at work, so you must make it enjoyable, right? Yeah. So, mm. I think it's also really, because I've seen, I've seen that kind of growth as well, and it's like, there is a lot of pros and cons with it, and it's like, you can really see it, especially as an outsider. Like, when you give someone that freedom, like, I've never seen any other company that has as much freedom, uh, a big work ethic as Bulldog does, but mm. it does come with its cons. I think I've seen people that take the mick, and they really, like, try to pull the wall over your eyes and try to take advantage of that atmosphere and sometimes you do have to turn around a few a few staff because of it and you're thinking like ah oh, you well, you really don't you're really trying to yeah yeah without sounding like horrible there's like a, a queue of people who want to work at the company mm. so because of that culture and because of everything we do and everyone's like oh I want to work at Bulldog so if you're not putting your weight or you know you're not performing I guess part of that if you've got a good team it, it the rest of the team are going to pick up on that and, and be you're only, you're only as strong way, as your weakest link at the end of the day yeah so but how do you so have you had people that you've had to let go it's so it's very difficult to actually fire people yeah it? It, well, from a HR point it is as well like you have there's so many obviously there's protection for staff which is, there should be um, but you have to make sure you're given the right notice and um, you know you're giving them a chance to improve and all that stuff or to prove it yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, you have to be very careful when second. You have to pay pay redundancy, don't you? Mm, not really. It when when, on, did, when does it get to that point? Uh, I think it's based on the length of service. I mean, I can say what what the length it is, but I think the correct me if I'm wrong. I think the first two years you kind of have flexibility on that, and then the longer mm. service you have, obviously the more grandfather rights you'll get. Yeah. So have you, you had to let many people go? Um, let me put it. I think about two, something. Okay. Uh, no, it's more than three. That. It's more like four, five. Nope. Yeah, but I think some of them might be like cybers. I'm talking about Bulldog in general. Oh right. Um. So, so yeah, the last, the last person that we let go, I was involved in that one, and it's tough. I hate doing it. Mm. Like you don't want to do it, but you. Yeah. But they do things that you just can't not do it and yeah you, you let them know yeah you're letting the, yeah you got, you're letting the whole team down if you don't do it yeah so as well just to chime in the thing that like annoys me when i witness something like that is like you've got the coolest opportunity to get massive in this company you got all these amazing perks and you're still trying to be a dick about it 
if you if you're talking about the person I think you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, no, what I can and can't say, but yeah, I think like they did a couple of things that was just like massive red flags. Like you just can't do that, and it could put the client in jeopardy as well. Like mm-hmm. we have to just stop it in the bud. Yeah. So we've done that, and you know the guy. Uh, he got really upset, and I was like, "Again, what should you do? Like, well, what do you do? Like, it's just, yeah. it is hard." But you know, we, we will, you know, we'd, we'd help help him find somewhere else. So it's, you're just not the right fit for us at the end of the day, and we wanted to help him. It's not like yeah. we're just saying, "See you later." Mm. But yeah, it is tough. I don't like it. I did even in my previous job when I did it. If, if you had many people that have, um, sort of, it's come close to that, but you've you've talked them through it, and then they've. They've they've worked it out and got yeah, better. Yeah, it's and... like this. This time you put people on performance plans and stuff. Even even I've been on a performance plan before. Mm-hmm. Like you do sometimes, you just get in a bit of a rut, and you just need that. You need that pick me up. Mm. Um, What's a performance plan? So say you just not performing to you know company expectations or something, and you be like, right, we want to you know you, we know that you're not doing as well as you should be, or you know we really want to help you improve that here's like some targets for the next quarter and we want to make sure you hit those and we'll support mm. you and then you know if you don't hit those obviously there is consequences but yeah we want to make sure we you know again it's it's making sure everyone's moving forward in the, the day but what would you say the consequences were if they didn't so you know if you don't get those like disciplinary procedures and it's all that kind start of, to go through the, the yeah, you have to go through the whole system yeah but yeah again you know we don't want to do that you know we want to mm. make sure people are do you have someone who advises you through that, say, we've got like a, the, the legal stuff? Yeah, we've got an external HR person that we pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have a guy in the office who handles some of the HR stuff as well, and then all the EAs together. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so if we have issues, we'll go to that person in the mills, advise us what mm-hmm. to do. Because, again, you can get in so much trouble if you do something the tiny bit wrong. Legally, you can get in so much trouble and yeah. fines and sued. And, Legal battles and courts, it just doesn't Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, I've watched probably mum and, uh, mum and Paul have an absolute nightmare with a lot of things over there. But they, they always sort it out. But yeah, like you say, some people, people taking the piss and it's, you get all frustrated, but yeah. you, you can't just, you yeah. just have to follow, you just have to bite your tongue and go through the, the correct pr- procedures and... Yeah, there's times it's, where... Um, it's hard to... Sort of hard to watch sometimes. <laughs> There's times where yeah, like something will happen, and the in like in the heat of the moment you want to do so, you were like, no, no, calm down, put mm. it back, and then you just do it properly. You no, know. <laughs> it's it, yeah, I don't don't like it, but it, it just has to be done. Yeah, it's one of those one of those things, isn't it? Well, also go back to like when you when you're emotional trying to make decisions. The decision makers are like insane when you're if you're angry or anything. So like I always try to if I'm like. If I'm on the brink of sending someone a message, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll send it tomorrow. Sleep on so it. Yeah. More clear I think it was, I was listening to a podcast. Um, it was a Tim Ferriss one. He was interviewing a lady who had known the presidents and written book about books about others. I think it might have been President Lincoln, who um, he used to, if something he was really annoyed about happened, he would write a letter to the person. He'd write sort of an angry letter, just get it all out. And then he'd put it in his drawer, and he, you'd say, "I'm okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not allowed to send that to yeah. for 24 hours." Yeah. And then 24 hours would pass, and he would go, "Actually, I'm, I'm, I've calmed down now. I'm not gonna send that." Yeah. So after he died, they they just found this big stack of un, <laughs> unread. Yeah. Oh god. Because in hindsight, if he'd sent them, I think one of them was a general made a wrong decision in the war, and it 
he was really annoyed about it because he said not to. But, you know, he wrote it, put it in the drawer, then afterwards thought, no, actually, if I send that, you know, he's still out there on the front line, it might demoralise him, blah, blah, blah. It wouldn't be the right thing to do, mm. you know, I was angry. So it might be a good way of, yeah, just give give yourself give yourself time before you act. Yeah, 100%. If it's a big thing like that, where it's a big decision or a big change, you need to sleep on it and don't don't make it emotional. It's said everything we do as well, it's make sure it's in black and white and it's something you can show. It's not based on your own opinion. Like, look, yeah. you, you, I can't do anything. This is literally on paper. Like, the you've amount done of times I just wanted to send me, I'll just be like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I hate you, done. And it's like, next one, I'm like, nah, I'm so, far, so happy I didn't send that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm mean, on the other end of that when you had issues with your Xbox you're like oh, oh my god this, I'm uh, so it. the Xbox I got the, the Xbox One and the, the One X and his update's flipping massive I'm like mm. you put a game that's like 120 gig download and I like I spend like my internet's shit 120 right? gig so yeah it's just been insane well um Gears of War or something like that yeah it'll take about four years it, took, me, internet, it, it? took five days to download it because <laughs> right? my internet sucks and I was playing it a week later, I put the game back in and it's like, we have to re-download this thing. For some reason to delete it and like leaves my venting point. So uh, I'm just like, fuck this Lee, had enough, I'm gonna get rid of it. If you wanna buy it, I'm done. And then like like a few days later I'm like, oh no. Now I'm just like, hey man, um yeah, um sorry, I can't that's like our Xbox support to I was like, sorry man, must be your internet, I don't know what to say. So, like, Oh fuck this! <laughs> I'm like so done with it, and then like, yeah. like a month later, I'm like the same thing repeats again. Like Lou, I had enough of this fucking shit. Do you want to buy it? So <laughs> <laughs> what? Like bad. Turn uh, you can turn posit- negatives into positives though. Bad bad days can make some of the best workouts. You just you just walk in, yeah. pissed off, just just rack up the deadlift just bar, like, push just rip it off the floor. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Yeah, you just like walk in, <laughs> just like fuck. Yeah, just walk away. in, pee up, walk out, and just like don't talk to me. <laughs> just like yes. <laughs> oh my god, some little old man in the machine. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> drop kick him in the head. <laughs> but then, like I find as well, when you go to the gym, what kind of like music you listen to? Are you more like because you you like kind of um, like house music? Whereas I like hey, I change more it heavy, like metal rock. It stuff. changes. Sometimes it'll be mm-hmm. I, I do listen to a whole, like house or dance whatever but then sometimes it is like grime or just heavy metal that I don't listen to usually but that for some reason just in your head you're just like releases a little I don't know what it does yeah I mostly listen to house I'll sometimes I'll listen to if I'm just having a sort of longer one that's not too heavy I'll often listen to podcast just to get going and then I'll put I'll put, <laughs> I'll put music on as I'm as, as, as I warm up work out to like, like, yeah, yeah no as, but then as yeah sort of as I warm up it if it's a long one sometimes you get Depends what sort of workout you're doing. It's quite a long one. You can get. You need a bit of mental stimulation as well. Yeah, it depends what if you're if you're doing like something endurance based. Like if I want to go on a bike for like forty minutes, I'll do that. But then if I want to just do like a hill climb or if I want to do something like a spin class, Mm. just put some EDM. Yeah, a bit 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 of rage against the machine. Can't go wrong. That's that's always a good one if you're. If you're lifting heavy. So recently it's like been Diddy Rascal whilst on the oh, doing a, so good. on a bike and it's just yeah. so like heavy and you just like ah you oh, go. I always used to listen to uh, DJ Fresh. Oh my god. It's, it's so I think that was when I first started started working out. But he's so um he's so energizing. I do I recommend it. You're not impressed. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just that's my normal workout, like, yeah. yeah. But, uh, What's the, one of DJ Fresh's songs? Gold Dust, isn't it? Yeah. Like, Gold Dust, you hear me going through your speakers. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Like hear that. me mashing up your airway. And it's just so rude, it just gets you, gets you going. It's like PG-13 dance. <laughs> it's not like aggression, but it gets you, it's like gets the, you pumped up. PG-13. But I like, yeah. I like, like recently, I think I'm just, just hearing more grime stuff. I was just like, man, I totally get it now. I'm, I'm more understanding of I, I got it. why it's so big. Yeah. Because like originally I'm like, man, I love like, love the sound, but now it's like, man, it's just the energy. And like yeah, the energy I can't really get into it. I enjoyed it watching it live. It was a bit like when I watched, um, I don't really watch, listen to heavy metal. I wouldn't listen no. to it on my headphones, but I watched Metallica at the O2, and mm. I, 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 watching them live, I thought, oh, I, I get it now. Like you said, it's the, they really brought the energy. Yeah. And I think watching, yeah, seeing a bit of grime, um, uh, Love Box, that, I think that was similar. Yeah. Sort like, of when it's I've live, never... you get that atmosphere. Yeah, we even like recently went to Arctic Monkeys on Thursday. I hate their new album. I totally can't stand it. But when it was live, I kind of enjoyed it. Mm. It doesn't, yeah, because it's not polished and it's more raw. Yeah, and you sort of get the you atmosphere. Get what they're trying to get out. But when you try and over engineer something on an album, like finished album, sometimes it loses its it. soul a little bit. And it's the same with, like, yeah, so when we saw, like, when I saw Skepta at Lovebox, mm. like, I loved his stuff, but seeing it live is like another level. Mm. And you're around with a load of people who are really into him, and you're just yeah. like, it's just this weird vibe, and you're like, wow. Mira Massa was my favourite. But I've been listening to a lot of that, but I've really enjoyed that, listening to that. But do you think it was better live than when you hear the album? I don't know. With that, I actually like I like the crispness of the the, the recording. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, the atmosphere live was good. But... Um, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't listen to it again. and was disappointed. Yeah. It was, it, it, it was also, different. but that's the. It's more the sort of music I like. Yeah. Whereas the others, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily listen wouldn't to go it. Your by, way. But I. I got it. One. I got wrapped up in the atmosphere of it. I think that's the difference, really. Yeah, because it's like when you use like you're not gonna like Skeptical, you're not gonna like because I know obviously what you listen to. I'm like, you're gonna love half of this, but you're like, ah, oh, it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, you got a good mentality. Though. Who was the? He was, he was fun. The guy with the uh, the big chain. There was two of them. Two chain. Um, oh well, uh, big boy. Yeah, and it was like, that was one half of Outcast. Right. And obviously they were doing Outcast as well. Okay. That's why I really. Like, I think that's. I, what I really said. enjoyed that set. That was yeah, that was yeah, good fun. Good. Yeah. Uh, it was. Obviously, I, I really liked Anderson Pack. Was just a big fan of him. Yeah, I'm glad he's making big. Yeah, he's getting big now. Um, it's funny. It's funny. I got got lost for the whole. Almost the whole first oh, day. Because we were queuing up, but it was nearly there. Like, I need to leave. Like, no, dude, we're really, really. Yeah, like, but it was like, a long. Go. It was like a two-hour queue. There was like you're in the middle of London, but the phone signal was jammed because everyone was too. Yeah, people so in the I area. just couldn't contact anyone. Could get like walkie-talkie. Yeah, that's what we said. That, in the that's end. what made me say it when I've um, got walkie-talkie when Yusuf was over with the with He's the. That's, that's what made me say this would be good for festivals. He's got the headgear, hasn't he? Just walking around with a headkit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's supposed to be a festival where you've got headphones probably, on. You look you're, official. Yeah, you'd, yeah, probably yeah. Just, you'd probably get into the VIP with that. Probably. If, you, if you wore those headsets and then you had that like, little fluorescent jacket that just staff, you'd just totally get away with everything. I watched this YouTube channel with this guy. That's what he does. He just tries to get into backstage stuff. It's really funny how he's, like, he films it on a GoPro. Some does he, does he ever do. get in? Yeah, yeah. So he'll pretend like to be picking up litter. So he'll put like a, 
a high-vis on, gets like a clear plastic bag, fills it up with the actual whole bag of rubbish, goes to the gate, and they all just think he's binman, so they just let him in. They don't hmm. look at anything. And he's like, shit, I'm in backstage. And he just like wanders around and just takes it off and just breaks into the festival for free. <laughs> it's yeah, that's risky. It is risky. Like, and he puts it on YouTube, so surely he'll get done for it. We'll just know. Because he, he shows his face and everything. Mm. Or is it could be a really good PR stunt. Mm. So how would you describe your... Um, how would you describe Tomorrowland to someone who hasn't been before? Uh, the best festival experience of my life the cleanest mm. festival of my life mm. like I've never been to a festival yeah. where I've actually come out feeling as clean as I went in yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't think that should be a, 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 talk, a talk it's selling point <laughs> but when you, it so is it makes all the because you just you feel like they give a shit about you you're treated like a human being yeah like yeah it's just you're even not just, at four in the morning like, you'll go and have a piss and there's someone there clearing up at four in the morning yeah like like, like the toilet is all is so clean the whole time that you'd feel comfortable just sitting on it without it without really hovering yeah, or putting yeah. down toilet paper. Because the amount of times you go to like festivals, especially in the UK, they've got a culture of throwing cups of piss about. Yeah, this culture of it's just, just really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and, is, which why are we such a horrible race? Um, it's the loud culture there. Isn't it? It, it, is, it is, isn't it? <laughs> but <laughs> I'd rather go yeah. to a festival Monday. that's way more cleaner like that. Like Tomorrowland just sounds like a yeah, but even like, it's quite funny because like, even Gareth just threw like a drink. I was like, dude, they, they don't do that over here. Like, don't, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You're, you're being an arse. <laughs> yeah, you get kicked out, mate. But yeah. no, just it's the cleanest thing I think I've ever been to. Um, the, and the best sound quality. Like, they use the best speakers. There. Yeah. And everyone's just so friendly. Like, no one... You go to festival, you just get like, sometimes you can see people kicking off. I never saw one fight, I didn't see any yeah. crowd issues. Everyone's so friendly, you want to talk. You know, like, the, yeah. mi- the mix of nationalities as well. Isn't yeah, it? I love it, that. Like, the, you see people from, there's so many like, even the surprise, like, Australians that fly all the way yeah. around the world, literally from one weekend. Yeah. That's massive. Or there's like people from like Israel or from, yeah. Was, That's what I said, yeah. I said before you went, that was the thing thing you can't describe is the sound quality of the speakers. When yeah, they game, really give forth. a shit about the actual production. Like, you're not, yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I spoke to you, though. You were you said you thought some of them were too quiet. They're, they're quiet. The one, yeah, not, I didn't like Did you the think main that was main stage? You thought it was too the quiet? The main stage, I just, because it's such a big area, it's hard to make that sound, I thought. Mm. And if, perhaps if you're right down the front, you're all right. But when you're walking through, like, say that loud. Like, I went to, I guess, because I was at a lot of smaller stages, Mm. And I was walking around, and obviously you're quite near the front all the time, so you're getting the bed, you can actually feel the bass go through you and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But if you're like, you know, in the middle, or like in the mixer, or what I call it, you just, sometimes it was a bit. And it also yeah, I suppose if, you, yeah, if you're further back, or. Yeah. But then I say, I almost feel like with those, you almost, I almost feel like you feel the music. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I, don't, I found a... it. Don't get me wrong, when I first saw that stage, I couldn't believe how big it was. Like, you walk. It's like a weird, it's like a movie when you walk towards the top of the hill yeah. and you just see this stage emerge, you're like, wow. I love that. I love those moments when you're, you're going into a place and you can just hear the, the bass in yeah. the distance. You're like, here we go. Yeah, and the fact like, yeah, it's like 18 stages. It takes like half hour to get from 18 one 18 stages? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, takes like... I can't, remember what, hour, I can't remember what the capacity is, but it's... 200,000 per weekend. Per weekend. Wow. And then they Incredible. had like 10,000 staff on for that? Mm. there's a lot of people just to even staff it and oh even the food that was another thing yeah the quality of food I've never I've like fine dining in a uh, I wish I had yeah some Australian guy would 
made friends with had went in the restaurant and had a shows a picture of massive T-bone steak. He said it's mm. the best food he's ever eaten. I wish, one, I wish I'd gone in there. I had like this mixed grill from one place with literally half a chicken with ribs, roast potatoes, apple sauce. Oh shit. I was like, mm. I can get this good quality at home. Like, it was so, yeah. and it was relatively, not even that expensive. I know it's like the Pearl system really fucks you over. Dream, Dreamville, the, the camping area. Do you see why we made such a fuss about getting into the camping mm. now with the ticket mix up? It's so much part of the experience. Isn't yeah, it? like, well, the Dreamfield thing I do, but like, yeah. I think I did. So you actually had your own tent, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, so we, we brought we our own. You, you had the, the prefab, like pre sat Pre erected tent with like blow up air mattress and sleeping bag. Don't get the air mattress with pile of shit. Yeah, I don't. Well, I get the super thin ones are the best. Oh, like, like the, the roll mat? Type. Yeah, the roll mat ones, yeah, but yeah. then you blow them up a little bit. But yeah, I don't, I, the big fat flobbery ones, I don't like those. Yeah, you're laying on it and then like, obviously like, the guy I went with, he was moving around and I'm just like bouncing. Yeah, I don't just, like yeah, those ones at all. I just laid on the floor, I just got you up. Yeah, I, yeah so I think the, the roll mat, the thin roll mat ones that you mm. blow up a little bit, they're the best. Gareth was saying though, you got put on the outskirts right next to the, the house. There's like this the, house, there's a party yeah, house, apparently there? every year this house, they do after parties and then it's just a normal house and there's someone's back garden. And they so the festival finished every day at twelve. So you think, oh, that's right, good night, you know, good night's sleep. And then because obviously you're doing four days, it's quite a stint. And then yeah, this house party is just banging music out to like five, six in the morning, and the police get going there to try and shut it down, and then they'll carry on again. So I've got no sleep. I've got like two hours sleep because it's like thirty-four degrees as well. So as soon as the sun come up, tent was like a sauna. Oh yeah, the, so, the day we got there, the, it was 30, mm. yeah thirty-seven. The day we got there. But then that night there was a thunderstorm and we all just went, we all just stood out in the thunderstorm. Oh, we had, we had, rain no, on us. We had oh. no rain, we had nothing on our weekend. And there was one, I got so, I got the ump so much, I was like, right, fuck this, I'm going to sleep outside. Forgot obviously, obviously how hot it was. I woke up with the biggest thunder on my shoulders. I was like, oh, fuck this up. And I was peeling the next day. I can show it was just hurting when it's touching your shoulders and stuff. Ugh. Yeah. No, best experience though. I'm definitely gonna do it again. Um, what would you, what would you change now that you've been? Like, not what, 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 not yeah. camping near that house. Um, yeah. Apart from that, I don't know. I can can't really fault it. Are you saying you want to? Um, you'd like to go big and get a. Get, if it can get, get a big enough houses. crowd to do the house, but you need like yeah. you need a good crowd um, that have got. I, the money I actually to like do. camping. Yeah, I think um, I've. Decided probably will do the camping again because it's you, you just get to hang out with a load of people. I think if you go in the mm. house, it could be like a load of older crowd who aren't going to be yeah. wanting to party. Yeah, like you say. Because on the main stage, there's a bit of there's like a couple of VR, like boxes at the yeah. top, aren't they? And I look and I go, there's no way they're having Even much that, fun. Um, that red ball tent, uh, the club, the big building at the back, red, right. yes, where yeah. Fat Boy Sim played. Yeah, yeah. Like in there, there's like a special bit for those people in there as well. So yeah. You get the middle balcony. Yeah. And I was like, but I want to yeah. be on the actual main floor. Yeah. The I guess they're, they're yeah. Yeah, in the trenches, but, but maybe they're sort of older, wealthy yeah, people I mean. have had yeah. something to do with the organisation and, and that yeah. Sort of thing. And then like it, they've all just got this weird like they're like looking down at you like peasant type. It's really yeah. Weird. So you're having way much more fun. Exactly. Oh, you're yeah. in the, you're involved with everyone. You're spending that much money on this festival. You want to be like. I want to be able to a see the DJ a little. Well, I don't really care, but like at least like I can kind of see it. Yeah. Who's your favourite DJ? While you're there. I really enjoyed Fat Boy Slim. 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was one of my highlights both years, actually. But that's probably because of other things as well. But yeah, <laughs> Martin, Martin Garrix still was my favourite. Yeah, so this thing because you went and saw all the big name DJs and acts and stuff, mm. and I was like the indie guy that went around all the small stages and yeah, going to house tents and stuff. Cause that's yeah, just, cause I did, a bit more. Did, did a bit of that. Yeah. Um, like the one in the forest, the little woods of it. That yeah. was like my favorite. I love. I do. I, I love just traveling between stages. I am. Um, oh, there's yeah. one called the Rave Cave. It's like a tiny. Uh, cave. That one is loud enough. That that <laughs> is too weird, loud. Weird it's a yeah. It makes your ears. You feel like your ears are gonna bleed. Literally, it's just a little hill, and all they've done is dug a hole under the hill and called it the Rave Cave. That's so sick. It, it's about the size of this room. No way. Yeah. It's so a tiny little room. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's always a queue to get in and out. There's another one, you know, uh, there's that drink with the skull. Mm, not sure I had that. The vodka one? Yeah, it's like Cuba something. Oh, anyway, right. they had their own little side stage yeah, yeah. that was hidden. And that was just like a nightclub. That was really good. Mm. Yeah. Have you heard of that wilderness? There's a festival in the wilderness. Oh, is that like a mini type the of The forest, yeah. yeah. I'd like to go to that one. There's like a fake Tomorrowland over here. Tries to be like Elro tries to do that as well. Mm. Is that winter Tomorrowland as well? Isn't yeah, it? that's in um, the Alps in yeah. March. I wonder how I don't know how that would work though. I mean, you'd be freezing. Yeah, well, are you are you better off pick? But then you're in the Alps, and then do you want to be feeling shitty and not skiing the next day? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Are I you better off not doing one or the other? I don't go skiing know. or go to a festival? I don't do you really want to be doing I both? I tell you what, if they had the same setup, I'd probably prefer the winter one. Just because mm. I know I wouldn't get so sweaty and gross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe, if, yeah, if you treated it differently, you just don't get wrecked. I mean, it'd be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. It's because it's their first year. I'm sure they're going to have TV issues and stuff anyway, so I probably wouldn't go. Mm. I watch it on YouTube just to see how well, it the winter is, one. The vibe, yeah. But they're not done it. It's the first oh. ever one. Oh, right. They've never done a winter one, oh. as far as I'm aware. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure they'll... But they're so well organised anyway, but... Mm, I, will, I will think I'll watch it, see how it is. I've not even been skiing before anyway, or anything like that. I've mm. been good skiing. I'm looking... Um, oh yeah, I love skiing. It's so much fun. I sort of went every year since I was five as a, a family, but we always used to go as a massive group. About uh, sort of five different families. We'd drive up to France for a week. And good memories. It's good fun. But yeah, I'm looking forward to uh looking forward to when we're all on a, a level we can do skiing, big skiing trips with a group. I, I think, think we were talking about not not skiing, but I remember like you messaged me the other day about um doing a little road trip somewhere. Just doing yeah. a little getaway. So I I watched this YouTube video the other day where literally just went on a road trip and went into the mountains uh, in Canada and just filmed it all and just exploring. <laughs> right mm. that and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched. It, I was like, "There's so much of this country I've not even seen still, and there's places yeah. like that I need to go and see." Yeah, there's some beautiful, so I beautiful like, Watch places. This, let's do something like this. Like, just go in like the. What do you say? Go Peak Peak District. Go Peak District. You can mm. Go. Yeah, Lake District. You can go to Scotland, but that's just a bit more of a drive. Yeah, I love Scotland. Yeah, I mean, we, I, we maybe we should look at getting a renting a, a house in the middle of nowhere for a weekend. Yeah, just go on Airbnb, find somewhere and just go and explore around it. Yeah. Okay. Where's Lake District's near Manchester, isn't it? That's like yeah. a five hour drive. Yeah, I've done I drive to Manchester recently. Yeah, it's about a good four or five hours without stops. Yeah, I did mine. I think we can do um, something like that. That's like a good distance. Yeah, you can do that and then maybe even... I would like, but then you know when we went, where did we go? South of Wales. 
Mm. And that beautiful little forest bit. Yeah, it's probably some great place in that Wales. That was a sweet spot. Do you remember what it was called? It was by the River Wye. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, we were talking about maybe going back there next month, actually. Wales is a cool spot, man. I remember there's that trip that, I don't know if it ever happened, where Billy wanted to do that world's longest zip line thing. That's where we went in Snowden. That was, we, did, we went there a couple of years ago. Mm. That, that looks cool. I like those kind of thrill seekers. I could go things. for a good hike. As much as my knee will take me. Yeah, my knee's a shot. <laughs> mm. Right. It's been 51 minutes. Does that feel like a good amount of time? Well, what sure? do you think, podcast? <clears throat> Save through the nether. I don't know. Should we just carry on chatting for another 10 minutes? Would be fancy. Yeah. Just trying to gauge whether... 45 minutes or an hour is better. Round it up? Yeah. Put it all in. In fact, we've naturally got to 50. Not bad. Yeah. When you say round it up, you mean wrap it up or round it up. <laughs> Carry on talking and round mm. it up. Mm. Round it up. Don't be silly. <laughs> all right. Ra- round it up, Peter. Round it up. Well, I think it's been really successful. It's been really cool. I definitely, how, how, I definitely want to pursue this like road trip thing. And the fact that we can do this stuff quite remotely as well hmm. makes it a lot easier. Yeah. So like we can do stuff and I do want to push out some more like vloggy videos. Because remember when I, when I bought my little camera? Mm. That was so fun just to like take that around and do videos. Mm. That's something I want to stop well, doing Well I said again. to you as well, like, I'd like to do a couple of videos on using that. Well, Ada, yeah. would you be up for, I was going to ask you about this, me, uh, like me, Harry and Hugh, just filming, just doing a short sort of, I don't know, a short sort of, I suppose vlogs or a small series of us just just going out to different places in, in nature and just chatting and being a bit, a bit candid. Just because it's something Paul sort of has said a few times, just that we are quite unusual. <laughs> <laughs> and that, it's, yeah, can, that, that he that. finds it entertaining listening to us and that other people would. So that we I mean, should experiment yeah, you can, with them. I mean, them. if the camera's not being used, you can borrow the, the small cat Sony. Yeah. But would would you be up? Would you be up to actually filming us and I'll come put, with. putting something together? It depends I know on the availabilities, man. Yeah. If it's, if it's something that I've got nothing else to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just be a be an interesting experiment. If something something comes of it, then experiments. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, quick question then, to for you guys. Is this episode three now of what you've been doing? This is the third one. Third one, yeah. How have you been finding them? I've really enjoyed them, actually. Because it, it's nice. Yeah, there are a number of reasons I've wanted to do it. One, I love, much love podcasts as a medium. Um, but I also think if I just, if I, if I do one a week for a year, then my conversation skills and diction will only improve. I'll, yeah, I'll I've got notice things yeah. that I do. And, I mean, I'm bad for mumbling. I mumble so much when I talk. You do the old. And I do it a lot. <laughs> yeah. If so, you ever watch the second episode of the Behind the Bulldog thing, you'll see me just tutting a lot. Yeah. It's just like a habit. You'll, you'll find that once you keep doing this sort of stuff, you'll you'll get those little niggles away, you know, and your speech will become better. It's like I said to you the other week, like, it's when you haven't got something to talk about and you try and fill that gap where you feel that you've got to say something to go, yeah um, or it's letting the other person know like, that you haven't finished speaking yeah wait while I'm thinking because well, I haven't stopped 
<laughs> but it's uh, over. <laughs> it's if you're comfortable leaving a pause, it actually comes across as more confident because you're set. Your what you're saying is, I know, I know you're going to wait for me to yeah, think yeah, yeah. what I'm going to say. Otherwise, other than going, <laughs> but yeah, I say like too much. I wonder what I have. Else. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to still decipher. Yeah, I think you're you you're pretty good actually. I haven't picked up on anything you do. I'll let I you know how say, to do that. I used to say like mm. a lot. I, I used to um, but I think I've made such an effort <laughs> not to um that somehow like has slipped in. You need to replace it with something, so you need to be confident. So whether it's that pause, like you said, mm. or yeah, replace it with something. Yeah. See, I'm okay leaving a pause now, I think. I don't know why I say like. It's like... I don't know why I yeah, say it's, like. Because the like isn't isn't filling time, no. I don't think. No. But as you say, it's just like you're... So it's just overused. You're just letting someone know that you haven't finished and you've got something else to add. But yeah, I think like is just such a common word anyway that everyone everyone has that as their filler. Yeah. Which is an Essex thing. Oh, That's also another thing. I remember we spoke... I remember we were at... I think we were at the Roebuck or we were at some pub and we were talking to these girls and they said, they said, oh, where are you from? And he said, oh, you know, from Essex. And they're like, no, you don't sound from Essex. And it's yeah. like, no, because you, you're putting a voice that you want to, like, yeah. I don't want to sound Essexy because yeah. I don't admire that. No, so I, I want, want to sound, sound eloquent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm from, yeah, like myself from Essex, people that sound, say I sound like it, but I've, as a kid, I travelled a lot between places. I've never really picked it up. Mm. I've got twangs of it, but yeah, like, I just especially if I'm drunk, yeah. it will come well, out. You know what I mean? The other yeah. thing with the pot, yeah, I, I feel like it's almost a bit of a dying art. Just, just sitting down and having a, just having a long. Ch- when el- when else? I've really enjoyed just having a good chat, but we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have just had an uninterrupted hours chat. Otherwise, really, yeah. would we? But this pulls it back w- to without. I mean, maybe down the pub. Yeah. This points back to where, like, the whole texting social thing, you're like, yeah. this is lost, this kind of... That's that, that's kind of the beauty of podcast. I almost feel like we've come, we've come full circle back to, back to sitting around the campfire <laughs> telling each other stories. It's that I think there's something very human about it. Mm. And we've almost come full circle. And, yeah. I think it's something appeals to us. It just helps. It feels so healthy. You take that for granted a lot. I think especially when you get caught up with such the modern day race you know just like trying to everything social just texting messaging it's like yeah, that it, it feels it feels like so different you know just sitting down just chatting now yeah it does it's yeah i think it's a nice thing to do i like what bill burr said he's like technology should have just stopped like during the 90s <laughs> it's like we're, we're enough that's enough there <laughs> yeah i think yeah, so much of things is just being mindful of it's you know, been, they're, they're great, but they, it can also be bad. And just, just be mindful of the difference and, and make it work for you in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. you just got to learn that fine balance. Like, what is the right balance of spending time on Instagram? Like, the new update yeah. on my phone tells me how many times, A, I pick up my phone a day now. Mm. Does it? What, yeah, and what apps I use. Right. How many times I've opened an app in a day. So Instagram is the top, funny enough. Tell you what's been a big deal. I quit. Yeah, l- listening to an audiobook, I stopped... Um, well, I've just stopped looking at Instagram and Facebook during the week, so I'll only look on weekends. And yeah. I just download, deleted the apps on my phone. Yeah. But just because, just you just don't even think the amount of time you waste. You just your brain just automatically goes on it, and you get this little a, yeah. dopamine hit just through look scrolling through, and you realise oh it is 
it is, that is an addiction. Yeah, the amount of times that my alarm goes off, I turn it off, the first thing I do, I open Instagram, like, why, what, what was the point? Yeah. It's like an autopilot. Yeah. I don't, I don't actively think I need to look at Instagram. It's yeah. like, bang, bang, I'm like, oh, right, I'm on Instagram now. And then you just start looking into people's highlights. If you heard of, uh, if you did, if you did watch Elon Musk, Joe Rogan talk, I like that bit when he's talking about, um, I'm saying, are we like, how much, if we had that like AI chip in our brain, how much better it would be now? And he was giving the example. It's like, well, imagine that you could just think of anything and you'd have instant information. Mm. It's actually well, right now we do have that. And it's called our phone. But the interface is so slow. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually, it's like, it might take us, what, 10 seconds, 15 seconds to go on Google and to type something in. What is this? Yeah. But it's like, we have that technology now. Like yeah, we we're, we're already cyborgs. But could you okay. imagine if like 10 years ago, someone said to you, right, you have to carry this device the size of a small brick to like everywhere around you. Go carry it. It's going to be in your pocket, you're in your toilet. Even in having a sh- shower, you listen to music or whatever. Like, would you say, oh, I'll totally do that, or I wouldn't do that? So I feel like someone said that to me back then, like when I was a kid. You got to carry this around. I'm like, that sounds ridiculous. But if you explained what it what it did, I think you'd you'd go, hell yeah, just stick it in my pocket. So that tiny little thing. But yeah, it's amazing how quickly we adapt as humans and just get on with it. It's just in our lifetimes how things have technology's changed it's, mine, it's the biggest this techno we're living for a technological revolution it's yeah. been the biggest probably the biggest change in a generation that's ever happened in human history i don't think we I quite think i don't think we, i don't think we quite grasp that we yeah, just we the, just we just adapt to it so quickly yeah. we go oh yeah this is the new way of doing things it's, it's mind-blowing what's happened yeah but i think human nature hasn't adapted technically in like yeah, it's been some... a while, so it's like it feels. I don't see kids now, like the ages of four or five, and they're just iPads, iPads. It's just like yeah. it, you, you lose that actual what is humanity. But I, yeah, yeah, like I, you say, there's, I think I it's, it's good, good and bad to all of it. But there's going to be teething, teething problems while we yeah. we work out, we navigate the the waters. I think so much, couple generations. so much good about it as well, though. It's easy to focus on the negatives, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I like, the amount of wealth and knowledge of from, you can use on the internet now. Like, if I want to learn yeah. something, I can go on YouTube and watch a video yeah. or Google it it's or whatever. Wonderful. The amount of information and wealth we can get from that is ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But, yeah, I mean, this is, I also see, like, kids now, especially like, even people interview for apprenticeships, and they're, like, sort of 16, 17, 18, and just, like, brain is, like, mush because all they've done is just looked at a screen all day, every day. Mm. They don't have communication skills also mm. their own personality they just yeah that's just, the thing because you always like you're trying to replicate someone you've seen online it's like well who are you they're so influenced by online personalities and influencers they don't have their own yeah like you said style or personality trait mm. it's just like like a machine just pump them out disgusting disgusting well on that note of pumping out yeah <laughs> don't, don't go online yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't break it. Don't break uh, that two months. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Hit up now. Cool. Boom. Right. Oh. Any final so- words? What do you want to say to the to Pete? <laughs> hey. Um, f- find me on Instagram, Twitter at Lee Dobson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Signing out.